friends, and welcome back to the Suddenly 20s podcast episode four, four or no, five. five. Yeah. No, <laughs> five. Yeah, of season two. Today, we literally have like one of the best episodes I reckon we might talk about on the podcast or we have done so far. And I think it's just because both of us have a lot to say about it, as would anyone. Like it's a journey that anyone can relate to. It's a topic that we've all literally been through and we'll be talking about sort of like career paths what you do with your life and we're going to discuss all the different big decisions that you have to make essentially since primary school and the pressure that you get put on in primary school and high school and decisions that influence where your career goes and it is relatively career focused and we talk about the choice to go to uni versus not to go to uni so if you guys are younger listening this is going to be very relevant, but if you're also around our age, mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s, whatever age you guys are, it's all a story we can yeah, relate to, I think. Yeah. So. No, I think, like, yeah, if you're still in school and you're at the point where you're trying to decide what to do uh, for your career path, then this episode we hopefully can give you some advice around trying to make that decision and also if you are in your 20s trying to still figure out what you want to do are you still like striving towards that then this is definitely um an episode for you guys as well because we're all in the same boat unless you're born literally knowing exactly what you wanted to do in life like you're kind of the lucky ones because you have no problems but yeah there is absolutely no way people (laughs) know what they want to do their whole life I don't even believe that for yeah, a second. Like, but even like for my sister, for example, she's a nurse and she that's she's done her study and now she's a nurse. Like, wait, you know what I mean? Like, she's just in yeah. her career. I'm like, what? How is it? Done? Yeah, like she's just yeah. stuck to one. Yeah, can't, can't relate. relate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of can. You know, like we've got very different experiences, just you and me. I think, and it'll be interesting to sort of compare them. Yeah, you know. No, I agree. But not in a competitive way because we're not Compa- like that. Yeah. Just to <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, it'll be interesting to compare them. Who has the better career path? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No. Um <coughs> sorry guys, I'm a little bit sick and I've got a tiny bit of a cough. Promise it's not COVID. Um, but yeah, the the topics that we will be talking about are just sort of run you through what they are. And what we might do is have um chapters or like show notes links whatever it's called in spotify Mm. that means you can skip to like that uh area that we're talking about we will just be sharing our experiences but also popping in other people we know and just you know having watched everyone go through it so do you want to list them off shana okay so our first topic will be what we wanted to do as kids and in high school so or what did what we wanted to be so we'll talk about that um yeah what we decided to do at the end of high school and kind of what um, we, what decisions we made, like a gap year or uni. And then if you did go to uni, the kind of uni age life crisis point, I think I can't resonate with that. Oh, actually I can, but you'll have to listen, but I think yeah. you can. I reckon, I don't know what you call it. Like your young adult, like the it's point where you're like, like quarter life crisis question. it's like your yeah what the and fuck? you like question is yeah. this what I want to do kind of phase so yeah yeah you're like 18 19 20 and you're like I'm three years out some people have finished their yeah. degree and they're like why did I do that other people are like love this but not for me you know yes just exactly that. 
crisis. And then we'll also talk about what we've done the last few years um, and what we want for our futures, which is exciting. We might like manifest at the end of this episode. (laughs) Yes, bitch. I need some of that in my life. I hope to walk away from this hella motivated. Let's go. First topic what we wanted to be as kids and in high school and also touching on like what life wanted us to be. What did teachers want us to do? What did teachers say? What was our school preparing us for? And what did our parents want us to do? You know, there's lots of pressures. If you guys are that age, this is for you. What I wanted to be as a kid, like I'm so boring and I always try and think of this, but I just, there wasn't, I wasn't one that had something that stood out to me. Like I wasn't like, I want to be a dancer. Yeah. I think I was like, I want to be a singer or just something like that. But nothing that stands out to me. So I'm pretty boring in that topic. But in high school, high school, I still didn't really know. Um, it was just mm-hmm. like in year 12, a lot of pressure going through the phase of applying for uni and everyone around you um, kind of knew what d- uh, degrees they were applying for and I was like what the fuck I don't know what I want to do like it's so weird looking back being like 17 applying for uni expecting to know what you want to be but you have no idea what's out there and you're a child yeah so yeah I yeah that's like a little short overview but yeah well my experience was probably a little bit different I was always pretty set on like I suppose three different things that I wanted to do and it all came with different phases in my life. So when I was a kid, I, um, I was set on owning a business. Like it, the kind of business would change, you know, like, and it did reflect my age. Like I wanted to own like a dog hotel or a dog kennel, (laughs) you know, and like had plans and stuff drawn up and I wanted to own a hotel. I wanted to own a cafe. Like I just liked the idea of being creative and seeing my like, designs come to life and then after that I wanted to be a film producer and that kind of um sunk in at like I don't know maybe age 11 when I started to get my friends over to film like little murder mysteries and it was actually like I loved it and I was like thriving doing it but I actually upon reflection like at the age every time I'd finish a project I would be so happy with it but I'd also not really be and I was too much of a perfectionist and like I didn't like bossing my friends around like I was essentially just bringing them over to yell at them (laughs) and be like I said stand there and I'm gonna get a close-up shot you know and they were just like we're just here to hang out oh that's so good how you like really bad to be like a film producer like I had none of that I feel like I literally was like I want to be a singer or a dancer like that's it (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like every kid goes through that phase I wanted to be 50 cents backup dancer (laughs) for so long like that was also that was probably like what I wanted to be at like six when just a little bit came out and like yeah by Usher you know so that was phase one yeah yeah no the the film producer thing ended around 15 when I was with my first boyfriend and we were like okay, we both want to like share what we want to be when we're older. And he was like, mine's really embarrassing. I was like, no, mine's embarrassing. Like I'm a female and I feel like it's just so not feminine to, I don't know, be into like cameras and stuff. I didn't think it was at the time, but you know, you're insecure and like young and, and it, 
I don't know. I think it's more common now as you have more like female leads, but like I just couldn't imagine like a female running a whole movie. Anyway, but I told him and he's like, oh, you'll never make it. And I was like, oh, oh my God. My God. Fair enough. Yeah, I never will. Because at the time, social media wasn't a thing. There wasn't like that avenue to make it into the world. And like, yeah, you know, you couldn't just go on The Bachelor and become anything Literally. you wanted. And so I was like, my only option is to to be successful is to be a blockbuster film uh producer like something that's like in LA and I was like I'm never gonna make that like so many people are more talented so I gave up on that and then the same time like still loved listening to friends problems and all of that sort of stuff and it just kind of fueled my life so that's when I wanted to be a psychologist and that's definitely stuck even to this day you know is just that kind of passion in that area to touch on feeling pressured did you feel pressured by your family not or pressured your in a sense of like school? uh from family or anything it was more just it felt like everyone knew what they wanted to do uh leaving high school that yeah. I was like yeah what um do I apply for at uni because everyone was applying for uni um but yeah. yeah there was no pressure from home or anything so what I ended up doing. So I pretty much, I wouldn't say I had, um, I didn't have any idea of what I wanted to do. I definitely wanted to do um, something health related and I was really active on Instagram. So I knew that's what I loved. Like I love social media and like Instagram and stuff, but I, back then it wasn't like social, working on social media wasn't kind of like a thing when we were leaving school. So it was, it was not like I, was like that's what I want to do was just I like posting on Instagram cool but what's your job gonna be or what's your degree gonna be so um so anyway I continued doing my social media and worked with like a few small little um companies here and there but I did take a gap year um because like at that point I didn't I think I did apply I think I did apply for uni but I deferred um, and I did apply for um, sport and exercise science, which I deferred and I had a gap year. And that at that time, I just wanted to work and save pretty much because I just wanted to travel. So I was like, why am I going to uni? I don't know what exactly I want to do. Yeah. I know it's, um, I'm not sure if I said this, but I knew it was something in healthcare, but I just didn't know. Um, and then, hmm. so I applied for sport and exercise science deferred took a gap year and worked um just to save and then after that year passed I went to uni and studied sport and exercise science well and I actually really loved um some of the units like I loved anatomy and I love physiology physiology like I literally could do a whole uni degree on those subjects like I love that so much so I was like okay yep we're on the right path like still at that point I thought I was like exercise physiologist like that's kind of what I wanted to do but then it got to um this is probably like the uni life midlife crisis part um after the first year I just kind of yeah hit that point where I was like I don't really know like I'm not sure I was still like on Instagram but I was more in a mindset where I didn't want to waste my time at uni and my money at uni if I wasn't a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. sure what I wanted to do. So I ended up dropping out um, and just working. Mm-hmm. And then 
I always said to myself, I'm not going back to uni unless I'm 100% sure of a degree that I uh, want. Did you have like a, were you really torn about yeah, doing that? Like, did you find it a hard decision? No. Yeah. There was, there was, yeah, I feel like there was very like factors easy <laughs> that went into why I dropped out, but um, it was, I just lost kind of the love of studying too. I just didn't want to be at uni really. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like I was on social media and I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't want to, um, study essentially and I think in semester two like I wasn't doing anatomy and physiology subjects I was doing other subjects that I wasn't interested in and I just kind of like lost it as well of as well as other factors but I was like I need to stop because I'm not putting 100% of my effort in um so yeah yeah I need to stop until I'm 100% sure and at this point I haven't gone back I've thought about it um a couple of times which we'll go into later but um yeah I have like lots of yeah. questions because I really want to make sure we're targeting like our stories and like going then kind of like if people are going through that phase, yeah. um, you know, like, I mean, maybe, maybe they'll find it easier than you. Maybe they'll find it harder than you. But do you actually feel like, cause something I thought about when leaving high school was if having a gap year stops you like in the flow of study and going to school and do you reckon taking a gap year like have you ever thought about if you didn't take a gap year whether you would have like enjoyed studying more do you know Um, what I mean I mean like at that point I genuinely just wanted to save to travel so I don't Mm. think if I if I went from uni uh sorry high school to uni I wouldn't have been able to like do what I wanted to with like kind of saving. That was what I yeah. wanted. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be like fulfilling yeah. that, I guess. Um, and, and with the question yeah. regarding if it's harder to pick back up studying after having that gap year, I don't, hmm. I don't think it is. I think I could easily, if I was dedicated and I knew hundred percent what I that's what I wanted I could start studying like I could start a uni degree now knowing this is going to get me to this job like super easy but that's why yeah I dropped out of uni because I didn't have that I was I I lost I I reckon like like, yeah I think so many people will relate to that like so many people will like I feel like it's so common to if you're motivated you can study and you're a very motivated person so I think that'll be really relatable for a lot of people listening to this because like if you're not if it's not what you want to do then it's not what you want to do and you're not motivated you don't want to put the time in and you're kind of like really unhappy and not fulfilled and then if you want to lost the motivation yeah that's like what it was for multiple different reasons but yeah suppose my story with like leaving high school um to kind of track back to the whole deciding what to do at uni part I feel like my story might be really relatable uh to some people as well give me two secs Sam's (laughs) calling me I'm just gonna tell him we're recording my story is probably like the other end of the spectrum so I went to a private school there was like close to no option to not go to uni even since I was like six or seven years old like if I didn't go to uni my mom would have been so angry like it wasn't even a choice it was like going to high school after going to primary school it was just like what we had to do and so like I suppose 
there was a lot of pressure on them being like, what is it that I want to do? But thankfully, and I know I was very privileged with this, like I knew that I was passionate about psychology. So I was like, easy, there you go. I'm going to do psych. Like, I just love it. Like I was such a nerd. I literally listened to like psychology crash courses on, I'd watch videos on it. Yeah, see some people like know, Yeah. yeah, they know like what, degree they kind of fall into where I feel like I was like I like healthcare but I don't know what part of it yeah and if I I think some some of the subjects helped me find what I loved but not the the end career I guess well the hard thing with degrees is that like you have to do so many subjects for so many years and to make it through like six months a subject goes for like six months and to make it through a shit one is like actually torture it is so difficult the amount of times I was like if I fail this assignment I'm quite literally dropping my whole degree I don't care but yeah (laughs) (laughs) no I was like I'm not doing it again see you later like I'm literally fucking not (laughs) fuck it um but yeah so in high school in year 11 I like bludged so much I was like such a bad student just because I like I was I don't know didn't really care and I still wanted to get into uni but I was like less of a nerd like I'd just go home and watch like Teen Wolf and shit like that and even in my freeze and I was like doing all-nighters and I was still getting decent grades I suppose but in year 12 when I moved to Indonesia is when I was like I have the opportunity to like study and make no friends. So I chose, and at that time I was like, and I actually really want to do law as well. And that was sort of after doing criminal law. And I was like, that's so interesting. Like it's so tied into psych. I thought it was really related. So I studied my butt off and ended up getting a 97.75 ATAR. Oh my God. I got a stomach ulcer in the process, so it was not healthy and I don't recommend it. But like some yeah, people I think are there. Like some people do that. And like if you guys are listening and that's what you're doing, hello. <laughs> that's me. I think that's where we're also different. Like I went through school and I like I I love school, but I was very good at school in my like early days, like primary school and all that. I was in like the advanced classes. And then as I got to the end, I like didn't care. And I think that was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I didn't have that passion to be like, I need to get into biology and chemistry because I'm going to go on to uni to do this. Like I just didn't have any like passion there to work my, like I got, uh, decent grades and stuff but I didn't work my ass off to get like top of the class or yeah like to get a good ATAR like I just didn't care whereas if I did have that I want to be um like a psychologist or a lawyer or whatever I I would have worked my ass off because I would have needed a 90 whatever ATAR to yeah. get me do you know what I mean yeah. like there wasn't that driving me yeah so yeah no exactly I wouldn't have either and I feel like even in year 11 I wasn't as motivated Um, and I was very blessed, (coughs) sorry, with the opportunity to like restart, I suppose. Like I was a bit too late. I was going through a lot at the beginning of year 11 and really sick and stuff. So like it kind of, thankfully they wiped it essentially. So none of my grades were counted from year 11. Otherwise I would have got like a 48 R. I kid you not, but like (laughs) (laughs) I did nothing, but I feel like what I managed to prove to myself and it ties into the pressure from high school and family, like I was always thought of as really dumb 
especially since like I tend to make like unfiltered stupid comments to friends and stuff and so I kind of knew like people thought I wasn't very intelligent and so like I just felt like I also in a way had to prove something to like my family and friends Mm -hmm. at the time because like people would be like oh you want to do law like that's never gonna happen and I was like well I mean like I've just made the decision like two weeks ago if I want to do it I'll fucking do it but like you know I didn't want to do that before anyway I ended up getting into uni and I didn't take a gap year and on the topic of gap years I highly regret that like I have severe regrets not taking a gap year so I just want to it's very difficult in this time but if you are listening and you haven't made that decision yet think about like what makes you happy and what you want to do and like not essentially what your environment's making you do because I I reckon if I had the choice I would have taken a gap year but I kind of was like all my friends aren't and my boyfriend wasn't and like so you didn't take a gap year because no one around you was no but yeah but you wanted to yeah I mean I'm like the biggest traveler ever and I can't believe that all these other people have gone on like three six month like three to six month holidays in Europe and like I've never done Europe in summer I just like I regret it so much and like yeah so that's my piece of advice is to just look if I took a like a step back and I looked at who I was and what my personality was I would have come to the conclusion to take one but I didn't reflect Mm -hmm. properly I just kind of was like oh well you know everyone's doing this and I started really hard and I was worried about losing my like study mojo I'm not sure if I would have maybe not I probably wouldn't have made it back to uni so I guess it's yeah you wouldn't be living over in Europe yeah I just wouldn't have even come back to Australia (laughs) so I mean there's good things in back but like you know I just think that like yeah not making decisions because you didn't take the time to reflect and because other people force not force you into it but because of your environment is really key yeah, I think definitely, definitely if you're in school and you're at that point where you're going to unis and you're getting all the pamphlets and you're looking at like all the ATARs you need mm. to get into different um, courses, definitely just like just try and like block out what everyone else is doing because like everyone goes off on their own journey after high school as well. So whether you take like a gap year or go to uni, you're all probably going to go to different unis or from actually where you're from, Steph, that's not the case but from like from where I'm from like uh just like Coffs Harbour um there's only one uni there and most of you like move away to go to all like different unis so um yeah just try not to be influenced by what everyone else is doing and just like think about what yeah makes you happy as well and if there's no rush to like I feel like to go to uni like like we were saying before, if you're motivated to study, I don't think you'll lose your study mojo. Mm. So if you take that gap year um, to travel or to save or whatever, then it's not like you're like wasting time. I hear so often that like gap years are the best part of like people's life. Like you learn so much just traveling. You, you can don't just never do it again. Year. Like you literally, I know that adults always say it and you literally never listen, but like when you're kind of living at home and you can save all this money and you're not paying for anything, like you'll never ever get a holiday like that again, you know, just go on your Contiki, go on your top deck, save up your like tens of thousands of dollars from working at like three bars and just like live your life, get it out of your system. 
unless you don't want to and then don't feel pressured to do that like you just got to make your own decision and I don't know literally when I was like on that gap year I worked yeah I worked I think I was working two jobs and one of the like I'd work during the day and then I'd go work in a bar at night and working I recommend everyone working in a bar in their life that was some of the best time that was like the best time or one mm. of the best times of my whole life like the people I worked with and just the atmosphere like that was just so much fun yeah and I was just like doing that to like save my money and I don't even think I tra- oh I traveled to a few places but I didn't do a Europe summer like I like one of those it, big ones yeah yeah I didn't do like a huge like uh travel thing but um hmm. yeah so if you're thinking of a gap year it's not the wrong answer yeah And then I suppose moving on forward a little bit to me getting into uni. So my experience at uni, I like was so, um, I was so focused. I managed to get like distinctions probably for the first three years of my uni degree. But I also, again, had like pretty much one friend and a boyfriend. So I wasn't highly social either. And I suppose that's the like compromise you've got to do. I was the kind of person who studied ridiculous hours. Like I was so rigid and neurotic. And I suppose it wasn't until like midway through 2018, which was third year uni for me that I had like, that was my little like kind of uni life crisis was in this 2018 point halfway through third year uni yeah so I just yeah went through the breakup and it just I don't know it really rocked me and shook me to my core because I started doing a lot of self-reflection as you do and I realized how unhealthy I was and that like while I may have been getting these like amazing grades and doing well in a like Ivy League uni studying law and psychology it was like holy shit, I've compromised my health. I've compromised my relationships. Like I've compromised so much to do with who I actually was. So it started this like long delayed crisis and self-development sort of snowball where it just went. And I'm still partly going through it because I'm still enrolled, but, um, you know, I haven't done anything in like two years <laughs> literally I the last time I studied was 2019 the end of no yeah was the end of 2019 and I finished my really? psychology oh my God, degree so quick yeah so I haven't studied since then I started in 2020 but then when COVID happened it actually was like the thing that broke me where I was like I so don't want to do this and with the stress of working yeah. full-time at that point and like in a really toxic work culture like my priorities became like needing to move out of home and buying my own home and traveling and so like I just as you said I became less and less motivated and now I'm kind of like a few years in and I'm like do I really want to finish my law degree and can I because I'm not motivated you know yeah yeah so the crisis is fucking delayed and it's draining (laughs) (laughs) but you know yeah so if someone is listening to this and they're like unsure and they're three years in, what would you say? I think there's a lot of factors that um, play into it. Like I obviously the advice I would give someone is to like, yeah, try and reflect on like what it is that you want and what really aligns with who you are. And like, you know, for example, I was like really set on being a lawyer when I was studying law. I actually really enjoyed it. And so 
then when I started working as a paralegal I was like this is fucked and I hate every single lawyer that I've ever met they're all rude so I started realizing it doesn't align with who I am and psychology does so much more um and I think like my advice would just be to really try and reflect on who you are and to not listen to what other people say or what people are going to think about you especially if you're doing like I don't know medicine or law or like one of those degrees where there often is a lot of pressure like I've told people in my work life in my personal life where I say I don't know if I want to finish law and they literally go you have to like if you have it everyone will just think you're so smart and I'm like oh my god like I'm 24 and you're literally still fucking telling me that like I'm I I'm still in the dilemma and my advice would be my advice to myself would probably be to drop law but I can't so I, I just want to relate to people listening. It's really, really hard. And I've been going through this, what, now since first half of 2020. So we're two years in and mm-hmm. it's really difficult. And I think a large part of it for me is just, you know, I had the younger me was really insecure and people thought I was dumb. And I just think I need a law degree to prove that I'm enough. And no, I know that I don't need I it, think like but- a lot of it. And I think a big thing is like career change, which is what we'll touch on as Mm. well in this episode. But yeah, that's a big thing to like full drop your degree and like Mm. full career change. You're thinking, am I too old to career change? And the answer is no. Yeah. But that is like a huge thing. Um, And also touching back on when you said you wanted to be a lawyer and then you actually got the job in like a law firm and it changed your whole perspective yeah that's another thing I that's like another thing I kind of did because I didn't know 100% what I wanted to do I didn't want that to happen so Mm. I went through a phase where I was like I want to be um a paramedic and everything but I was like I don't want to go into something and then know that I'm not cut out for it because I knew I loved the health side but I I knew I wasn't mentally strong to see all like I'm feel like I'm too empathetic to put myself in like a situation like that so I yeah so I talked to uh, paramedics I knew and before I did anything so I think another um, thing would be to if you can kind of like suss out the job as well before studying or even during because you find like Mm -hmm. you get the idea in a couple of years because like being taught in uni and then going actually out into the workforce is so different. Like (laughs) you might think like exactly, like exactly what you said, Hmm. you wanted to be a lawyer and then you actually got onto the job and saw how it all run you. And you were like, "Uh, no fucking thanks. That's not what I thought it was like. So that's like a huge thing as well. Like you learn so much like on the job. Yeah. And that's why I think like kind of get an insight work experience in year 10. Like they do that, like where they send you off for a week, um, like maybe twice or something within the year, like doing that is amazing. And like, I feel like it's a little early on because people like are saying they want to be a vet and really they don't want to be a vet, you know, but like, I feel like, you know, my uni, I go to the Australian national university. It is very, very theoretical base like they have no practical courses or like you can do two of my whole five-year degree I can do two practical courses so thank god I got a job in the area because like you also get rejected from the mall unless you're like a high distinction like top of the class student 
who's volunteered all your life as well you know but like I think yeah as you said it's really crucial to go and like test out a little bit another option when you're doing your gap year if you do one is to go spend like you know one day a week intern getting an internship somewhere you know like test out a law firm test out like see if you can shadow paramedics see if you can do xyz suppose like do you want to talk about the last few years Shana like where you dropped out of uni so what have you done what did you do I think I've had so many career changes or like thought about different careers so like I feel like I'm perfect kind of for this topic but um so yeah I went to uni for a year I worked just in hospitality during my gap year and then when I was moving to Canberra I was in the mindset of studying um so I was like what am I going to study I still wasn't sure that's when I looked into all um like paramedicine I was like I love the nature of the job but I just don't think my mind is fit for it so I applaud all the paramedics out there because I don't know how you do it um so I looked into that a lot and I ended up just going I literally cry at everything I I, and I put myself into other people's shoes too much yeah maybe I could have learned it on the job and I but I did think a lot before going into it and I obviously I didn't go into it um and then so I moved to Canberra and I applied for um dental nurse so I don't know why (laughs) it was like I just kept applying for a dental nurse like I literally have no idea why um got the job and I started as soon as I moved to Canberra so um that was just because I needed full-time work and I wasn't studying. So that was in healthcare and I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Mm. So um, it was in an intense like six months of like full training. There's a lot that goes into dental work. That's like a whole new language. You pretty much being an assistant for someone, you pretty much need to know exactly what they need and what to do so you need to know exactly what the dentist has studied for the past six years but you don't necessarily study so it's a lot yeah it's like a lot and I I'm it was just a lot of full-time study so if anyone's thinking about doing that I I highly recommend the job it's definitely only for specific people like you are working in mouths and you see like a lot of blood and stuff um but definitely just like stick through the six month period because after that it all just makes sense like your job just makes sense um but yeah so I started I'm currently still in dentistry so I work as a dental nurse still um but yeah I that's what I started doing in Canberra as well as I was still on social media at this point and I was uh, more into modeling so I was signed with an agency down there um I worked with brands on my social media so I still was on that career path which was number one and that was my love for like social media Mm. um essentially so yeah Canberra I just worked on my portfolio and my Instagram as best as I could being in Canberra (laughs) definitely wasn't my niche living there (laughs) we did well um and yeah and I stayed in dentistry but yeah. and then when I moved up to the Gold Coast I did rethink like marketing because I liked um the social media side of things 
but I always tell myself I'm not going back to uni unless I'm 100%. Mm. And I was very close, but I was like, nope, I'll stick to dentistry. And I absolutely love it up here now. Like I actually, I didn't love it in Canberra, but now it just shows like who you're working with and the environment makes such a difference. Yeah. And I'm more, um, I'm doing so much more as a nurse up here as well. So it's not like I'm just someone's assistant. I'm actually more into my role and doing um, more like surgeries and stuff. So more of what I love. So I do love that side of my work, but then, um, yeah, social media and Instagram's probably got to top it and my modeling. So that's where we're currently at. Okay guys, let's talk about what I've done for the last few years. Long story short, I sort of brought to your attention that I, um, I'm no longer studying law, but like have deferred. I haven't completely dropped out. Um, but I did actually tell everyone I dropped out because I wanted to um, essentially have people not expect me to get a law degree. So I could tell if I was going to do it on my own, like, you know, so no one's expecting me to finish. It'll be my decision. But as for work, I started working th- two to three days a week casually at a facilities management firm. I had um, a chronic illness that stopped me from being able to work in retail. So that's when I started doing like admin work, I suppose. And then I started working in an Indigenous facilities management firm, which was really good and sort of sparked my interest for like social justice kind of like doing good things, if that makes any sense, you know. Like I just felt like while I was doing what I had been doing the year before, it was like all of a sudden there was like a greater good coming out of just basic work that I was doing like closing the indigenous employment gap like just all of that kind of stuff and I just felt like I was doing something and there was a little bit more meaning I then took some time in that like phase uh to like reflect and think about what I wanted to do and that's when I was like okay get a proper legal job like go and and at least do something that's going towards your career like develop it get the experience and so I I took about four months off, did exams. I did some uh, courses with Harvard Business School um, just to, I don't know, you know, I like learning. I'm a nerd. And then I got a job as a paralegal. And I actually really, really loved the work that I was doing. Like, it was great. Like, I got to walk to court and I was like, oh, my God, this is so fun. And after a year, I was completely drained. I hated everything about law. Like I'd lost my motivation to study it because I was like, every single person I've interacted with is a shit person. Like I was like, I just have no motivation to like continue. I was like, I don't, I just don't like the people that lawyers turn into. Like you start off as a good person when you start studying law sometimes, but then it's like the culture and the competitiveness just turns you into this like really competitive dominant personality and I felt like I was too soft to work in a law firm and to be a lawyer so I was like well to be completely honest I was being paid under minimum wage for full-time work it was like $32,000 a year um and I was like I need to move out and I was like I'm gonna get the highest paying job I could. So I started applying for jobs and within a few weeks I was offered an executive assistant role with defense and they were putting me on $81,000 a year. Like that's how big the jump was. 
And I was like, thank you. Anyway, I saw a job advertised for the current role that I'm in now. So I quickly applied for that. And I was like, I'm literally studying law and psychology. I'm perfect for this role. And you guys are perfect for me. Please hire me. They did. They hired me. (laughs) And I'm thriving. Absolutely love it. It's a place that I want to be. And like, there's about five teams there. And literally, I would happily work in any of the teams doing any of the work. And it's just so rewarding. Like, I come home every day being like, I don't know, you're just contributing to like, literally women and children and men who have witnessed murders, who have been involved or people affected by like sexual assault and domestic violence. Like, it's just like helping such an important topic. So that's pretty much where I am now in terms of my nine to five. And highly recommend. I think we've both kind of like we've both kind of gotten where we sort of want to be with our nine to five. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think we're both doing really well. We're both loving what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. We've we've made it to where we want to be. Yeah, with our nine to five, I guess. And let's just like drop it back to once a week (laughs) yeah literally I like my ideal situation would be to work part-time because I personally think I always want to if I was just doing like YouTube and stuff which we'll get into I feel like I wouldn't be contributing in the same way that I do in my nine to five like I would just feel like yeah not I would lose that aspect of like fulfillment and meaning so yeah I don't know and also it's good having a steady income we will definitely do like a I don't know what do you call it nano content creator micro content creator episode I'm only very small I'm only very small I'm nowhere near big so (laughs) this is kind of a perspective of like how to get into it and even being small how much I've learned even in two years um of yeah of what to not do and to do and how to get jobs and what to be charging and all that so yeah I reckon that if you guys have any questions, stay tuned, go over to Instagram and like make sure you're ready to ask those kind of questions, you know, let us know what you Yeah, I feel hear. like we can have an episode on how we do our social media as like, yeah. what is it, My- micro, is it micro, like nano, like very nano small. Micro. Yeah. Um, but you learn just as much. Creators. Like I feel like. Oh, yeah. Like the, the amount of followers doesn't show how much um like experience you have creating content or yeah 100 yeah yeah Yeah, completely like I feel like essentially if you have more followers you don't have to put in as much (laughs) we'll get some well because you've got so many followers so you don't have to like put so much effort you're not trying to grow everyone's gonna already love your stuff like we're still trying to grow yeah exactly not like obviously they still put in so obviously so much effort but Obviously, when you're trying to still get there, you're putting in like a yeah, and you're trying to figure out like I mean, growing these days, like compared to some of the Australian influencers who would have had five, yeah, it's like the market is so saturated, so it's really really hard for people to grow. And we'll, I've got so much to say about it, honestly. That my last thing about like the modeling, that's a huge thing as well. It's so competitive, and you're going to be knocked back so many times, like Mm. so many times. And so many times I have like thought about like that I'm not good enough to be a model like or any of that. But I see so many models I follow like say the same thing. Like you're going to get like I'm watching people that I'm like your 
the most perfect person you're being knocked back and yeah. they continuously say they have been knocked back so many times. So you will be knocked back so many times, but just keep going. And what makes you different is what is going to like get you those jobs because you don't look like everyone else. So I feel like use that as well to help you um, be like that type of model, I guess. That is fully inspirational. I almost want to end the episode on that. (laughs) I'm like, done. That's all you guys need to hear from us today. Yes, we will. I feel like we've timed this really well. So we will just leave it here. We will see you guys in the like other half of our lives. You know, we've talked about careers and uni and all of that kind of stuff. And the next Life Etc. episode, I suppose, will be a content creating passions modeling youtube filmmaking freelance working entrepreneurial business owning side of things yeah don't forget to download like and follow rate us five stars and next week what is next week relationships relationships my gosh that's exciting so we'll see you in a fortnight yes bye guys (laughs) 